Hello friends, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is, on whatever day it is, pretty sure it's Thursday, Thursdays are always good, Thursdays are Friday eves, so we like those. Um, Welcome to my very first Learn Then Lunch. Um, When I used to work in an office full-time, we did these things called Lunch and Learns, where you ate lunch and learned things. Um, Most people showed up because there was free lunch. There's no free lunch in this. I'm sorry. That's why we're doing the learning and then you can go to lunch. Um, Other piece of that is that um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about food today. We're going to talk about sugar and hopefully that will determine or help you determine what you are or not eating for lunch. So pre-warning before we get into this, I am outside. I'm sorry if you can hear the wind. I hope you can see me. It's really bright out so I can kind of see you. And I will let you know that this is real life. Uh, We are all homeschooling right now. Um, Everybody's here. So more than likely at some point during our 15 minute learn then lunch, you will hear one of two things, if not both. My dog barking at absolutely nothing. She's next to me right now. She likes to let me know if the mailman is seven blocks away or if someone may or may not be walking near the house. And my kids may or may not show up screaming at some point in time because, well, they've been stuck in the house together for over a month now. And quite frankly, they're sick of each other and they fight a lot. So if that happens, I'm sorry. Bear with me. We're going to get through it. It's only 15 minutes. All right. Let's get going. We're going to talk about sugar. Woohoo! Okay. So everybody's favorite topic, right? I know. Nobody cares. It's my favorite topic. I could talk to you about this all day. I'm very, very passionate about this. And I'm sure a lot of people get annoyed with me when I talk about it. So here we go. We're going to talk about sugar, right? First of all, what is it? What is it, right? You've heard of sugar. You've heard of fake sugar. There's natural sugar, organic sugar. There's sugar in fruit. There's processed sugar. There, There's all the things, okay? So there's a few differences that you should know, right? Fruit has sugar. Yes. Fruit sugar is also attached to fiber. So it's not, it's not terrible for you, right? You don't want to like down fruit all day, but fruit's okay because it's attached to the fiber. Okay. Got that out of the way before people start asking me what about fruit. Second thing, natural sugars. Natural sugars are going to be things like agave or honey or pure maple syrup. Those are natural sugars. Those are not terrible for you, right? They're natural, so they're coming directly. They're not super processed, so those are going to be the better of the sugars. Then there's organic sugar, so that's going to be like some type of a sugar crop that they're not hosing with chemicals. So that's going to be okay, but it's still a processed sugar, and you don't want to get a ton of it because your body can't handle it. Then there's processed sugar. That's going to be your things like your cane sugars, uh, things like that, any processed sugar can be organic, right? Anything that's processed is processed sugar. And then there's fake sugars. Those are your sweeteners. Uh, I don't even know the names of all of them, but you know, little pink packets that you find at the restaurant. So those are going to be all your fake sugars. Those are sweeteners. Those are, they have no calories in them like sugar does. Uh, and we'll get to those later, but they're not good for you if you're wondering. So we got what is sugar? What is sugar called? Okay. There's over a hundred different names for sugar, a hundred different names. So when you're looking at a package and the ingredients on the package, trying to figure out if there's sugar in it, there, there can be over a hundred different ways to list that. So I'm just going to give you a couple of the main ones, just so that if you're ever looking at the ingredients on your package, you can kind of 
take a look and see if that might be sugar, okay? So obviously if it says sugar, easy one. If it says fructose or pretty much anything that ends in ose. So anything ending in O-S-E, it's probably sugar. Anything that's called syrup, right? So anything at all that's listed as syrup, even if it has like a fancy name before it, if it's labeled as syrup, it's a form of sugar. Cane juice, that is sugar. So if you see cane juice on your ingredients, that's sugar. Molasses, that's sugar. Um, You guys, there's also things, and I'm not going to confuse you, I'm not going to go into it, but there's things to understand on the back end of sugar. If you see something like maltodextrin, obviously that's like, oh, I don't have that in my cupboards, so probably don't eat it, but that is a a substance that acts like sugar in your body, okay? Flowers, so all your bleached flowers and things like that, when you eat those, those actually process in your body the same way as sugar, okay? That's why your high carb stuff, so like your bagels that have no sugar in them, it's still processing in your body like it's sugar. So that's why the high carb stuff and sugar are kind of go hand in hand when people talk about it or when people go into different diets and things like that. So it's just kind of a back note to help you out. So we know sugar is bad for us, right? But why? Like why is sugar bad for us? Why does it really matter? Basic, very basic level here, more sugar means more insulin, right? Body's releasing more insulin. More insulin means more belly fat storage, okay? Very simple. More sugar, more insulin, more belly fat. That should say it right there. Don't want belly fat? Lower down the sugar. Okay, sugar is addictive, right? So, um... You know, people can go back and forth on this and people don't like to believe it, but sugar is very addictive, okay? It is an addictive substance, but it's legal. That's all there is to it. There have been multiple studies done on lab rats where they actually had lab rats that they got addicted to cocaine and then they offered them cocaine-laced water or sugar-sweetened water, okay? Lab rats addicted to cocaine went for the sugar-sweetened water every single time. That should tell you something. That should tell you something about how addictive sugar is. The fact that most of us can't get through a day, let alone a morning, right? We can't even get through a morning without some type of sugar, without getting a headache, right? When you get that headache and you think about it and you're like, man, I had my black coffee this morning, but why do I have a headache? Maybe it's because you didn't eat your cereal this morning. Maybe it's because you didn't have your donut or your muffin this morning and your body is having sugar withdrawals. It's addictive, okay? Um, okay, so here's where, here's where it gets interesting. People are always like, well, then should I just not add sugar to my coffee? Or what about, you know, when I add sugar to this or sprinkle a little sugar on my strawberries or whatever? It's not the sugar that you're adding, okay? It's not that, it's not that little bit of sugar that you're putting into your coffee. It's the sugar that's already in your food. That's where the problem is. The problem is what's already in your food. 60% of the things you're going to find in the grocery store have added sugars. So all those middle aisles of the grocery store added sugars. And most of it is high fructose corn syrup. Do you want to know why? Most of it is high fructose corn syrup because it's so cheap to get and it works so well and it's so addictive that food companies can't not use that. That's what it is. It's high fructose corn syrup. What the high fructose corn syrup does because of the way that it's processed and all the things that are taken out of it, it goes straight to your liver. So it skips the different processing pieces and it goes straight 
to your liver, that's the kind of stuff that causes like fatty liver and leaky gut, okay? You've probably heard leaky gut before. And I know a lot of people are like, okay, I hear that all the time, but what is it? That, that just means that food and other bacteria are getting into your bloodstream. And that's what causes things like inflammation and cancer and a bunch of other diseases, right? So it starts with leaky gut. The food and the bacteria are getting into the bloodstream. That's what happens. So that's, that's kind of an issue with high fructose corn syrup, right? Obviously with other sugars too, but that's a big one. So that's one you really want to look for on the label and go, ooh, maybe I shouldn't eat this or maybe I could use something else. So let's get into those fake sugars. A lot of people, there's people on two sides of the fence. They're either on the one side of the fence where they're like, no, fake sugar's better, there's no calories. Or they're on the other side where they're like, that shit's gonna kill you, right? So the reason that we created artificial sweeteners or fake sugars, things like that, is to take the calories out. Small tangent background, there's a lot of studies that were done by big food companies that determined that weight loss is calories in versus calories out and that's it. Now, I am a personal trainer, a health coach, I've been a fitness instructor, I went to school for exercise science. Yes, calories in, calories out has something to do with it, right? You have to burn more calories than you intake. That's part of it. The other part of it is the amount of nutrients that you're getting, what kind of food you're putting in your body, the quality of that food. Is your, is your body functioning in a way that it can actually process these things? So it's not just calories in, calories out, but these food companies did this research that convinced us of this, so then they created fake sugar. Fake sugar pulls all the calories out. I have it written down here somewhere. Okay, a Diet Coke, right? Diet Coke versus Coke. Diet Coke has zero sugar, zero calories. Great. Coke has 68 grams of sugar and 240 calories. However, the fake sugar and the sweeteners or whatever you want to call it that's in these diet things or these sugar-free things, there's two huge problems with this, right? It's tricking the body. So for one, it's tricking your body into thinking that you are getting sugar. So you're eating these fake sugars and your body is telling you, oh, that's sweet, that's sugar, I need to release the insulin because those two are supposed to meet up to create energy. So when that happens the insulin starts producing, but there's, there's no sugar to meet up with the insulin. So your body keeps thinking that it's coming, keeps thinking that it's coming, and then it never comes. So you keep producing the insulin, you keep producing the insulin. Guess what? What did we talk about earlier? More insulin, more belly fat. So yes, your Diet Coke is actually making you fatter. Stop drinking it. Stop drinking soda altogether. Okay, that's only one problem. The second problem with these fake sugars is that they are actually 1,000 times more sweet, so they're more sugary tasting, more sweet than actual sugar, that the addiction goes up even more. So the more of this fake sugar you're taking in, the more addicted you're gonna be to sugar, the more cravings you're gonna have for sugar, the more sugar you're gonna eat, the more insulin you're gonna reduce. See, now we're catching on, right? Belly fat, we don't want it. Okay, let's keep going. Here's a question I get a lot. How much sugar can I have? If you're eating fruit, great, okay? Go ahead and eat it. Like I said, don't binge on it all day, but go ahead and eat it. Our bodies are meant to produce a certain amount of sugar. So, if you're a male, it's about nine teaspoons. That's like 37 grams if you're going by, you know, numbers on packages. If you're a female, 
it's about six teaspoons, 25 grams, whatever you want to look at it. So male, nine teaspoons, female, about six teaspoons. Most people are getting 17 teaspoons a day, okay? Six or nine, most people are getting 17. That's too much. That's where the belly fat comes from because there's more insulin than can be used and so it gets stored. Helpful, hopefully. Okay, let's keep going. We're gonna get through this. Only 15 minutes, I'm keeping these short. I like sweet stuff, what do I use? That's another question I get a lot. It depends on what you are using it for. If you are cooking or baking, I should say, you can switch out your sugars, your white sugars. Usually you can switch out your white sugars for applesauce or bananas. Um, You can use a less processed sugar, so something like a coconut sugar can be used instead of a cane sugar. Any type of organic, less processed sugar that you can get is gonna be better, but obviously if you can switch it to fruit, even better. So the more down the spectrum you can get, the better off you are. The way that I always look at it, so if you're trying to sweeten something, if you just want something to be a little bit sweeter, honey is good. Pure maple syrup is good. There's something called monk fruit, um, and that's okay too. Look at it this way. If man made it, probably don't eat it because we probably screwed it up. If nature made it, meh, go ahead. It's probably okay. Don't binge on it, obviously, but it's okay to sweeten things up. Okay, why is sugar in everything? (laughs) Once people start to figure it out, I have people, usually when I work with people, I have them just start reading labels. That's where we start. You just read the label. You don't look at the numbers. You just look at the ingredients. That's all I want you to look at. And just see how many times you see all those things we talked about in the beginning. So syrup, fructose, sugar, any of those things. And people start to realize like, holy cow, there's sugar in everything. Why is that? Why do they do that? That's stupid. It is stupid, but it's also addictive. So it's kind of smart because they're making us addicted to their product so that we keep buying it and it's legal so they can do that so sugar works the same way as any any other drug sorry the wind just blew sorry if you can hear that really loud but sugar works the same way as any other recreational drug so cocaine alcohol heroin I don't care what you want to say it's the same thing because it it lights up a certain part of the brain and it gives you a reward And it makes you want more. So it's no different. And it's actually more potent. If you go back to those rat studies that we talked about earlier, it's more potent. And it's like a tolerance. So you've heard of an alcohol tolerance. It's the same way. So the more somebody drinks, the more they have to drink to feel the effects of the drink. It's the same thing with sugar. The more sugar you eat, the less receptive you are and the more sugar you need to get that same dopamine in your brain, which is the, the reward center, right? The, you're going to get the reward only if you have more. So you got to start cutting back so that you don't need more. That's the whole point. You got to cut back. So again, we've talked about weight loss a lot of times. You guys, it's not always about weight loss. It might be about how you feel. It might be about how your body's functioning. It might be about your immune system. For a lot of people, it is weight loss. Okay. If you are trying to lose weight, stop the calorie focus. Reduce your sugars, start with processed sugars, start with high fructose corn syrup, okay? Increase your healthy fats, right? We're not gonna get into that too much because we're talking mostly about sugar. And if you're gonna eat fruit, eat it earlier in the day, okay? Those are my kind of basic 
basic lines for you guys. When it comes to fruit, if it's helpful to you at all, there are some that are sweeter or have more sugars than others. Bananas, pineapples, and grapes have the most sugar, so if you can stay away from those and move more towards berries, you're gonna be a little bit better off. Hopefully that's helpful for anybody looking at this scale a little too often. Okay, how do I detox? This is a big question I get. So after I talk to people and help them understand this and have them read labels and then try to pull back their sugar, they go, how do I detox? What do I do? What's next? Um, I don't know if you can see my daughter, but she's standing in the window of the doorway. So how do I detox and not feel sick? That's the big thing. I don't want to feel sick, okay? Is she behind me now? Yep. Wave to the kids. Okay, so how do I detox and not feel sick? Here's a question. If you're an alcoholic, shh. If you're an alcoholic, if you are a drug addict, do you cut back on your usage and then hope it gets better? Like, do alcoholics just go from, like, drinking a whole bottle to just one glass? No, they don't. They can't. It doesn't work like that. It's addictive. You have to cut it out cold turkey. That said, I firmly believe that even if you're going to cut it out cold turkey, you have to prep yourself for it. You have to prep yourself. So... The way that I always recommend prepping is starting by reading labels. We talked about that earlier. Don't care about the numbers. Go straight to the ingredients, okay? Straight to the ingredients and look at what they are. First of all, the longer the ingredient list, the worse it is for you. The shorter the ingredient list, the less processed it is. Look at the first five. First five ingredients. Make sure none of those are any of those words that we talked about with sugar, Make sure they're not chemicals. Make sure they're whole foods. That's going to be helpful. Once you start reading, you don't even have to just do that for a few days and check out all the labels. Then I want you to see if you can find alternatives. Find something else that you could eat instead of whatever that was. Find something else that you could fill in for that. Doesn't matter what it is. Just find something else that you could eat instead. Have an apple because that's sweet. It's going to give you that little bit of a sugar taste with a little bit of peanut butter that has no sugar in it. That might be a quick snack you can have. Have almonds with some dark chocolate. Dark meaning 60% or more. So these are just a few little snacks that you can have. So see if you can sub things out and then make a plan. Uh, Mark Hyman has a 10-day sugar detox. It's great. It gives you all the steps in line. I have no affiliation to this. I just, uh, it's a helpful tool. So it's a 10-day sugar detox that gives you all the plans, the grocery list, the plan, the meals, the recipes, all the things. It's obviously an option. Otherwise, my biggest thing is just plan for it. So make a plan of, okay, here's what I'm going to eat. Here's what time I'm going to eat it. Here's what I'm going to have in the house. Here's what's not going to be in the house. I need to get these things out of the house. Here's what I'm going to do if I get a headache. Here's what I'm going to do if I have a sugar craving. You need to plan it out. So prep. Take a week. Take three days. Take however much time you need. But don't make it more than a week. If you're prepping for more than a week, you're procrastinating and you're not really going to do it. So plan it out. Make a plan. Start to cut back. Start to understand where the sugar is. And then go for it. But you got to cut it cold turkey. And when you do it, you're going to get a headache. Take whatever you need. Nowadays, with all this COVID stuff and staying away from Advil, I would say take a Tylenol. Take something that's okay just in case. Just be careful. But take something for your headache. You're going to have a headache probably the first two days. If you're really addicted to sugar, you're going to have a headache the first two days. I used to get really bad sugar headaches. I used to do little detoxes here and there, and then I would fall off, and then I'd do a detox, and I would get headaches 
all the time. Do you want to know what? I'm so on the other end of the spectrum now because I've done it so much and I've pushed so hard and I've done the research and I've understood what's going on in my body. I am on the other end of the spectrum now where I actually get a headache if I eat sugar. So when I, if I have too much sugar, I will get a headache the next day. And let me tell you, that is such a better feeling to have knowing exactly where that came from and knowing that it's my own fault and I made the decision than being on the other end and thinking, oh my gosh, I just need some sugar and I'll feel so much better. It's an addictive substance. You gotta cut it out. Don't know if you guys have questions. If you do have questions, please let me know. Feel free to throw them in the comments. Feel free to send me a message. If you're like, man, I really gotta get off sugar. Tell me what to do, tell me how to do it. Again, uh, Mark Hyman, 10 Day Detox. He has a book, it's uh, an audio, whatever. It's on Audible, I have it. It's, it's really good, it's really helpful. There's also little things like Beachbody has a three day refresh, it's called, where you're gonna pull back on sugar for three days. You're gonna really kind of detox everything for three days. But I will tell you, every time I've had people do that, it is only three days. So you gotta understand that it's easy to relapse after that. And it is only three days. I have people get headaches all the time and they're like, I'm still drinking my coffee. Why do I have a headache? Well, it's because you're not eating any sugar and you're addicted to it, like most of us are. So hopefully this was helpful. I have no idea what time it is. So hopefully I kept it to around 15 minutes. Uh, if you have questions, if you need me, please let me know. Otherwise, thank you for hanging out with me. And if you have suggestions for next week's Learn Then Lunch, let me know. Bye, I miss you.